Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, your twice-weekly podcast about the podcast Too Beautiful to Live. In Lincoln Park, Michigan, I'm your host, Meredith, the MVH Van Harn. And joining me today in the Deer Blind Studios in the Mountain Room at the ranch in Manchac, Texas, it's Mike the Jail Jude Frizzell. Good morning, Mike. Hey. It's good not morning. morning. <laughs> what am I talking about? Hey, it might be when you're listening to this. I was rolling with it, though. You know. We could have pretended. Nobody knows. Sure. And in Los Angeles, California, it's our backup Mike, Mike Farnan. Hi, Mike. Hi, Meredith. Thank you for joining us. It's great to uh, finally meet you. I've uh, hosted with the other uh, hosts before, but this is our first time on the show together. So, hello. Hello. It's great. This is the Eminem and M crew holding yeah. down the fort while we drown our FOMO in this Monday uh. recap edition of the show while the rest of the hosts are in Seattle as we speak, literally drinking at the pre-funk event at Optimism Brewing. And I'm super jealous. Those I think we all jerks. are. This is tragic. Um, I've been dropping in and out of the 24-hour show all day, and despite some choppiness, it's been really fun, and I am loving following along on the now unmoderated Stens page, which is a <laughs> tire fire. Oh, God. <laughs> it is something else. Something else. Sometime last night, Christy, I mean, I think I, I posted on there some FOMO post and said, I'm just sitting here, like, approving all these posts, and Christy just turned off approval and... And yeah, yeah, it's uh, there's a whole lot of gasoline in that dumpster right now. We've got some LRB business for you today. We're going to run through our week in review. We will roll up our sleeves for some housekeeping and let you know how you can get involved with the show. But first up is LRB business, and we need to talk about our Friday show for a second. Um, it's a dinner party discussion, right? I just I just listened to it, and it was a delight. And I really I wish I had been on that one because I have a lot to say about dinner parties. But Cr- Christy and Anne really covered it, like how awful and terrible they are. <laughs> <laughs> I think you. I think you could have added something to it, Meredith, because I think um, you have a lot more experience. I think with the dinner parties. So even though you you don't like them, don't care for them, uh, they were often forced yes. on you. I think I think you probably developed some coping mechanisms that they still sort of lack <laughs> and probably never I want did, to have. I did, and it wasn't. It, it was a survival mechanism. Um, I, I almost enjoy them now, but when they were talking about when do you leave and when people stay for too long, there's mm-hmm. a one couple in particular, and I love them so much. Like, I really, really, really like them as people, but they stay till like one in the morning. You know, we'll have them over at five mm-hmm. and they'll stay till one or two in the morning. And I'm just like, come on. That's the problem with having a party at your house is you can't leave. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you don't want to be rude. You don't want to do the yawn, you know, yawn them all the way to the door. You know. <laughs> the big I mean, stretch. I've, I've gone to bed. It, you know, I've gone to bed. Like, Duff, just like you stay up and I'm going to sleep. I can't deal with this anymore. And that's fine. Um, like, these aren't business associates. These are friends. So they're not offended. But every once in a mm-hmm. while, like, I would have to stay awake until one in the morning. And I wake up at six no matter what. <laughs> so it's like I just would be furious. Well, like, I'd, like, I'm going to feel terrible tomorrow. And I know it. I'm going to be tired. I'm going to be angry. And I yeah. hate this. <laughs> the rising rage as you realize yep. they're just not going to go they're away. <laughs> yeah. And, and also what happens is. You know, you're getting mad, and then they finally do leave, and then you're a little too mad to fall asleep for a while. <laughs> you know, so you, it ends up being like oh, yeah. two fifteen, two thirty to six is your is your window of sleep. 
And part of coping with the guests being there sometimes is doing a little too much drinking. And so now you're hungover. You've had three and a half hours of sleep. And you have a kitchen full of disaster to deal with in the morning. So it's just great. Just great. (laughs) Well, it was a really fun show. Um, It made me think of... I don't know how we would do this, but you know that we had the new show announcement um, last week where uh, I was challenged to watch uh, episodes of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend and Anne was asking, you know, what I wanted to challenge her back with. So, so she, she sort of sprung, the, sprung it on me. And so I wanted some time to think and said that I'd announce it today. Um, after I heard that dinner party thing, though, I, I had some, some second thoughts. I was like, I want to somehow make her go to some dinner parties oh or something. Uh, but <laughs> it was a little too convoluted. So what we decided, um, I think uh, Ellen made a suggestion that, that this particular one, maybe we, we, um, we, do, we do it where not only do I have to watch uh, I think it now it's eight episodes of my crazy ex girlfriend, but Bobby has to watch them too. It was three. And it was not eight. <laughs> well, no, it's eight. It's eight now. Oh, really? Because <laughs> yes, because um, we have challenged back to Anne and Meredith, neither of whom watches or tries to understand sport ball. I think Anne is a little bit of a baseball mm-hmm. fan, but not really any other sports. So they're going to have to watch the Super Bowl. Mm. And since that's four hours, we have to watch eight Oh, okay. Uh, This is an equal time investment. I appreciate that. Good. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't have been fair for us to watch an hour and a half of that show, and you guys have to sit there and watch the the whole Super Bowl. So uh, how we're going to format it, if I'm I'm recalling right, because we talked about this in the chat, and I I think Christy should come on too for some of this. There'll be a show uh, where Bobby and I, we record together and we, we do a, our, our recap and analysis of my crazy ex-girlfriend episodes that we watched. And then you guys listen to that. And the second half of that show is us having a group discussion mm-hmm. about our, you know, complete lack of understanding of my crazy <laughs> ex-girlfriend or our awesome appreciation of what we have now discovered is the greatest show in the world. <laughs> and then uh, vice, vice versa, you guys will record after the Super Bowl a little bit uh, with your recap of your experience watching it, and then we'll listen to that, and then we'll all come on for a group discussion, and we'll mansplain everything to you. <laughs> okay. So you'll be, you'll be up to speed. So we're going to get two episodes on, these, on this uh, particular challenge. I don't know what shape the challenges are going to take in the future. Christy was a little, uh, had some trepidation about this becoming a boys versus girls thing. I think this, this is going to be the only case of that. And I don't really think it's boy, ver, boys versus girls. I think it's, um, it's guys who would never watch this show versus <laughs> people who would never watch this show versus people who would never watch that Although, show. Although, you know what? I, so you pointed out I did watch the Super Bowl with you last year. Like, I've seen it before. You did? <laughs> sat through the whole thing. You did. You did. You, you were a good soldier. You yeah. sat through the whole thing. Very true. But, you know, to to be fair, I'm a delight. Yeah, that's true. So uh, <laughs> watching it without me might be a little bit yeah. more of a chore. I don't know. I mean, you guys, you, you might want to make a plan to see it with people. I mean, I'm not saying you all have to sit, you know, um, arms folded like I'm going to be when I watched, you know, my crazy ex-girlfriend in the mountain. <laughs> room, you, <know? laughs> you can have a social experience with it, you know. 
do do your worst okay. is what I say, or do your best. Um, no jam tracker update this week. Nobody gave us any money. That's all right. That's all right. We're doing okay. Um, the the uh, another item here on the LRB business, Meredith. You you went um you went down to Dallas to get your yes, cats. I did. did. You not? So this is why you were not on the show last week, and you had you had a little bit of a. a <laughs> very wintry drive. It was harrowing for a few reasons. Um, so I flew down on Thursday. I packed up the rest of my stuff. Duff had very graciously packed up most everything for me. And he even had, he had one of my girlfriends come over and pack up my shoes and my bags for me. Because <laughs> he was like, I don't, I don't know wow. how to do this. She'll do a better job. Yeah. <laughs> like, so she like. Oh, yeah. Guys packing women's <laughs> shoes. That's a bad thing. Because he would just like. You, you're pushing as many down into the box yeah. as you can and just she put them back them. in their boxes and in their dust bags and everything and like labeled them appropriately oh, like she put all the clutches in one box and all the leather stuff in another box oh. and like put dressy shoes she labeled one box really nice shoes oh <laughs> <It's like, laughs> that's more helpful my my mother-in-law uh, bless her heart a few times uh in our we've moved twice now in two years and she puts a label on a box like miscellaneous. <laughs> Great. Okay. <laughs> All right. Where do we put this one? I don't know. No, it's been really orderly. So I only had to pack up my closet and then some cat stuff. So it was a pretty pretty easy thing. It was weird uh, and kind of uncomfortable, but uh, I made the most of it and it was fine. And it was really good to see Eddie. I I just was he stuck to me like glue mm. and slept in the bed. I slept in the guest room, and he slept. Was he vibrating oh, when yeah. he saw you? Yeah, and, and he Aww. like he <laughs> he jumped right under the covers with me at bedtime and slept under the bed with oh. me the whole night. And it was just I I just ugh, it was painful to leave him. It was really hard. Um, but the movers got there the next day and packed everything up and I signed the papers and Duff was out in the front yard at one point, it was like 11 in the morning and he called me from outside and I was like, what? I answered the phone. He goes, well, um, a postal service truck just hit your rental car. Oh no. What? <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> Sorry. What's happening? And uh, so apparently there's a rule that you're supposed to be parked 10 feet away from a mailbox, which is impossible because people's mailboxes are right on the street. You're like... A rule uh, or a law? I don't know. Everybody was very mushy about a this. A guideline? A I mean, thing come that he on. made up <laughs> to make it not his fault that he hit my car. That's what I think. <laughs> well, even if there is a rule, law, or guideline, there's still a car there. Yeah. <laughs> so... You need to respect the fact that there is the car there. Maybe you, oh, if there's a law, call a policeman. Right. But just walk up and deliver the mail if you need to and move along. Nope. He chose asshole. to hit the bumper of my rental car. And so I had to spend a good <sighs> two hours. It was cold that day. That was the weekend that it got weirdly cold in Texas. Oh, yeah. And so I was sitting inside. I got a, a Dodge Grand Caravan. So I'm sitting inside this van. Uh, waiting for the postal police to show up. Dallas police showed up and they were like, postal police will deal with this, bye. Uh, <laughs> and then the postal police never showed up. So... I don't think there's... I'm dubious. <laughs> I'm dubious. It sounds only made up. It's in that up. Seinfeld episode where Newman gets interrogated. <laughs> <laughs> they never showed up and I can't get a hold of them and neither can my insurance company. <laughs> postal police, yeah. It's totally made up. 
Yeah, this is postal police thing. We got to do yeah. So <laughs> that was a fun that was a fun diversion. I mean, I turned that rental car in back last Sunday after I got here, and it's not my problem anymore. It's not going to cost me any money because it wasn't my fault. I wasn't even in the car. You know, it's the postal service's problem. Uh, but I keep getting updates from Progressive, like we can't get a hold of them. Mm, they won't answer <laughs> the phone. I'm like, yeah, because they don't exist. So that was the oh start God. to my uh, trip. And uh, as soon as I signed the papers for the movers, I threw three cats into carriers and booked it out of there like ASAP. I was so anxious about this drive, mostly because of the cats. Like, I'll be fine. I can drive forever. I can drive in the winter. It's fine. But I had three cats with me and I vowed mm -hmm. to never do this drive again when I moved them down to Texas because it's terrible. Like cats hate being in cars <laughs> and these cats yes. really hate being in cars. And there was an accident, um, not a car accident, a cat accident on the way down to Dallas. And so I was like totally prepared for that, like inevitability. Um, so I knew that was going to happen and it did. Um, so I had planned, I got a hotel room that was cat friendly in Nashville for the night on Friday night and um, about 60 miles outside of Nashville, I started to smell a very distinct smell and I was like, mm, there we go. That's what did uh -oh. it. And there was a horrible storm in Tennessee that day. If you've listened to your buzz and earworms, you know all about it. Cause this was between Memphis and Nashville is like Jackson kind of. And it was just atrocious. There were jackknife semis all over the place. The road was just like bumpy with ice. They don't have plows. They don't have salt. It was a nightmare. I was probably going 20 miles an hour on the highway. And luckily I wasn't in the gridlock side of the highway because, uh, the, the westbound freeway was just totally stopped for miles and miles and miles. So I was still going. So I was happy about that. But my nine and a half hour drive turned into a 12 hour drive. And I can't expect the cats to hold it that long. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. it's like nine, 10 hours. Okay, they'll be fine. 12 is pushing it. And uh, poor yeah. Stevie had an accident in his crate. And so I there was like no, there's nothing really in between those two cities. I pulled off on the side of the road. I had all the stuff with me. I had, you know, wipes and I had paper towel and I had a litter box. So I put them in the litter box on the, on the, you know, bed of the, the van and I had to hold them there with one hand so we wouldn't walk around covered in pee and clean out the carrier with the other hand. He started to purr and was like, yay, I'm out of my carrier. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like trying to mop him up and change the puppy pad because I line their carriers with puppy pads, and you know I I managed to get it done and it was fine, but it was like harrowing side of the road freezing. The other two are up in the front seat being really mad. It was just it was all around stressful and unpleasant. I got to the hotel at like midnight, slept for maybe four hours, you know, after feeding them and getting them settled down. Uh, and I was so anxious to get back on the road that I woke up super early and just like booked it out of there. Um, so I did make it back to Michigan, at, I don't know, maybe 5 p.m. the next day. And it was just like the best feeling I've ever had. It was just like, I'm so glad to be here. I'm so glad to be out of this car. I'm so glad that like it was only that one accident. And I'm glad that I didn't slide into a ditch, you know, during all of that because it mm -hmm. was icy and treacherous for most of that drive. Um, so I, I survived it. The cat survived it. Minimal injury. And they are super happy now. I think they really love not having a dog. 
I kind of <laughs> hate to say that, but like they're so calm and peaceful and like happy and lovey right now that I think they're like, we're not getting chased around by Eddie anymore. We love this. <laughs> yeah. They're getting 100% yeah. of the attention now. <laughs> yes, they are. And I'm letting them sleep in my bed. Duff is allergic to cats. And so I had to kick them out of the bedroom. And now that I have a room to myself, they're back in. And they are absolutely loving it. And since I'm all by myself and it's cold, I have an electric blanket. So I've been sleeping. Oh, yeah, they're into it. Like they will sleep underneath the blanket. Yeah. They will sleep on it all day long. <laughs> like, they're having a great time. So everybody's life has improved. <laughs> Do they get mad when you get up oh, and yeah. turn it off? It has a timer. It has a nine and a half hour timer. What are you yeah. doing? How would you ever turn this off? Why would anyone yeah. ever turn it's this off? The max time I can have it run is nine and a half hours, which I'm like, come on. I want to lay in bed and watch Adventure Time and then I want to sleep. So that's like... 12 hours please can i have 12 hours on this blanket so i have to get up in the night and turn it back on (laughs) (laughs) so which cats do you have you have steven Steven and and link and wonky and so we decided to leave loki with duff because uh loki loves duff more than anything and he's 17 and has heart disease so i was like i don't Mm -hmm. think that drive is a good idea for him i don't think moving is a good idea and i don't want him to be away from duff so that was a decision that was hard for me because i really love loki but it was probably it's best for him and he's happy um the other cats were kind of mean to him to be honest especially link so he's Mm -hmm. also happier now he 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 was an only cat for a long time so i think he's enjoying being the only cat now right right and i think um i mean i i think your your cats didn't mind uh having a dog they just minded eddie they seemed to really like they loved molly Molly, especially wonky like she would cuddle with her and play with her and roll around in front of her eddie's sort of like a little more mischievous and and young and playful and would try to chase them and they weren't Mm -hmm. crazy about that and he loki doesn't care at all like he'll just ignore him eddie can do whatever he wants and loki will just like roll his eyes and (laughs) ignore him so (laughs) i think that's a good pair to be there i think the animal chemistry is working out really well Good. I'm glad you got a chance to yeah. see Eddie. Uh, the, the picture was really cute. He seemed really Yeah, I picked him up from daycare as soon as I got back from the airport. And Duff still sends me. I got two pictures of him today. Like, I, I never want to stop getting pictures of him. Um, I always want to know uh-huh. how he's doing, and, and I'll share them with everybody if I can. So. Oh, yeah. That's really cool. So, um, and I'm glad you made it safely. Uh, I'm really sorry that someone told you that there were postal <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see no evidence of them. <laughs> no. Uh, we have three throw your phone moments, but we'll do them in the context of our recap of the days of the week. Um, so let's get started with our weekend review. All right, that's Monday, 2555 Ding Dang's Pizza. Uh, this episode starts out with a really excellent uh, jalapeno intro song cover by unknown listener who hasn't identified herself as far as I know. Yeah, Gorgeous. that's an amazing song. <laughs> Gorgeous voice and great lyrics. She did a really creative job with those lyrics as well. Well, and and then mm-hmm. they play a couple minutes later, she did a Where Have All the Cowboys Gone cover. Yeah. Where have singing all the politicians. singing politicians go? <laughs> it was so good. Identify yourself. Yeah. We want to appreciate you. Yes. That was so great. Um, Luke is weighing in at 186 pounds and he laments the fact that he needs to lose three pounds by this week, but he thinks it may be time to lower our expectations. Um, 
I guess he's not. Why does he think I these are our expectations? <laughs> I don't know. Is there one listener who gives a flying fuck how much Luke weighs at the at the thing? No, nobody. Him? And then he ate a bunch of pizza this week too. So like, uh, good, eat some sure. pizza. God of damn course. it. Um, Luke talks about how he was crimed upon uh, on Friday night when he left his backpack in his car and then went to the bar and he left it on the floor of the Forerunner. Um, he went to the Mandarin Gate. I don't remember if this happened outside the Mandarin Gate or exactly where, but it sounds like they went to multiple bars and once he got to the car... The, no, this one was uh, near the okay. Baranoff, so down in Greenwood, and then they went up further north to the Mandarin Gate after... The, the crime had already happened and Luke felt the cool, cool the, the breeze cool coming breeze into in the, the forerunner because the bag had been so I guess yep. the window must have gotten broken yeah it broke the, the small window in the back that's a bummer but yeah. insurance agent to the stars Kevin O'Brien's fixing it all up for him everything will get reimbursed but it's still a real bummer that's still scary I've never had my car broken into but um, I'm imagining that's that must feel like a violation that must feel pretty bad I've had my car broken into yeah, I, a couple of times, and one time I had, I, w- I was a DJ, so I had like a couple hundred very rare and obscure CDs in the car oh no. that got stolen, and of course I couldn't remember exactly which ones they were to replace them, so that was particularly frustrating more than just the monetary loss was. So your your car insurance would have would have given you the money for that but you if you'd known which one not necessarily it was just you know i'd spent a lot of time collecting all these you know Mm -hmm. cds that were like imported from england and you know bootleg cds and and stuff that you couldn't replace and then of course it it was always like did which cd was it that i was looking for you know Uh so one of those so you would you really didn't know what you were missing until you went looking for that exactly like, oh, yeah that must have been in the goddamn car <laughs> and then of course a lot of them were such limited edition that they were literally never made again so even if i right. wanted to replace them i i couldn't so it's uh yeah having your car broken into and another time they broke into the car and tried to get the stereo out out and just destroyed my dashboard you know and and didn't even get the stereo out i was like i would have actually felt better had you actually gotten something out of this rather than just gouged my my entire dashboard with a screwdriver so it's it's yeah it's it's a frustrating experience to say the least my brother used to get his cars broken into constantly because he was that stereo guy sure he always Mm -hmm. had to have the latest bullshit stereo in there um, but I've been, I've not had my car broken into because as everyone knows, I hate music. So I would never get a nice <laughs> My dad used to have, um, really terrible cars and to, he just didn't want to deal with the hassle of having to fix his window. So he would just leave his doors unlocked. You know, there'd be nothing in the car. Mm-hmm. He's like, just please just don't break my windows. Just open it and rifle through it and leave it alone. There's nothing in there. I don't want to have to fix my window. So he would just un- leave the doors unlocked mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Um, Luke wonders if maybe Andrew stole this backpack as a way to teach Luke a lesson, which is something <laughs> Andrew would never in a million years do. <laughs> he's, he's famously not into prank right. culture. And that it constitutes a prank. Yeah. 
Um, they talk for a while about talking about what to call the 24-hour show, but they don't get to that for a while. Um, we learn this kind of like insane drunk saga that Andrew went on that night. <laughs> he drank way too many whiskeys and had to walk home because he couldn't even stomach the idea of getting in a lift. He said he would get the spins if he was in a car. So he just walked for quite a while. And he went to a gas station on Aurora. He got some beef jerky, which Luke is really against. <laughs> um, you need some carbs to soak up that alcohol. You need some bread in your stomach. Um, so he stopped one place to get beef jerky and then another place for water. He said some weird sounds to a cashier because he didn't even form words. And then he went to Green Lake and he stepped off the path for some reason, slipped in the mud, and basically, I think, probably got coated in duck shit. That's yeah. what it sounds if, like. If, if, it's the, if it's the Green Lake that I know and used to play softball at, it's mostly... Uh, goose shit mm -hmm. but there, there's some <laughs> yeah. duck shit in there a fine that distinction nice, like, yeah that glow in the dark goose poop <laughs> yeah the greenish yeah. that's yeah. fun and Rough. then so after that he calls a lift while covered in duck poop <laughs> gets in this guy's car i'd be so mad yeah that sounded so awful i would be so pissed off if i was that driver me too <laughs> Cullen has been driving for Lyft and Uber, and one of his Lyft rides the other night. It was this is for the first time someone threw up in oh. his car. They got most of it out the window, but but uh, some of it got down inside the door. Uh, but he he uh, he filed a claim and he got he got paid. He got paid like eighty bucks or something. He cleaned it up with some wet wipes, and it was really nothing. So he wasn't he wasn't mad at all. <laughs> he wanted that. Money. I've gotten into lifts where they cover the seat in like towels and stuff. And, yeah. and I always assumed that was like maybe they had a dog and they were protecting me from the dog hair, but maybe it's protecting their car from us. Well, what I suggested to him, because he took me to a doctor's appointment the other day and we were talking about that ride. And he said, well, maybe I maybe I should have a, a barf bag or something. And I um, I was like, that's a great idea. And when you pick people up, you know, on 6th Street or, or Rainy Street on Friday or Saturday night and they get in the car late at night and say, Hey, if anyone's not feeling well, let me know. Cause I have mm -hmm. a, you know, I have a barf bag or whatever. And, um, and I showed him those, the ones that, uh, that you get in the hospital, you know, not the, not the airplane the vomit bags that could probably shaped. hold three ounces of right. puke. <laughs> right. The, those huge vomit sleeves they give uh. you at the hospital. And I set him up with one of those. I said, you know, take this and have it in your car and then you know the next person that doesn't feel well they can they can vomit in that those ones on the airplane i'm like okay <laughs> say say you're hungover you're not feeling well you drink about three gallons of water before you get on the plane then you get sick those things ain't gonna hold you <laughs> yeah you really have to have some precise aim with those tiny little bags Right. And, and plus the volume. I mean, you're just going to overwhelm the thing with the volume. Emily really recommends those vomit bags. When she was in for her brain surgery, um, she vomited like constantly for a couple of days. And and uh, and she would just vomit into one of those things, just hand it to me <laughs> or the nurse and then say, where's where's my next <laughs> bowl of Jello? You know? Well, you know, those those kidney shaped those little basins they give you at the hospital. Those are oh. useless. Th those are good for holding pens. Bullshit. Those don't have the volume either. <laughs> I don't know why those no. even exist. They're terrible. What? How would that? Who was in on that design meeting? <laughs> I don't know. You know, certainly no one who's ever vomited in their life. I I have no idea. Those have always been baffling to yeah. me. The sleeves are so much better. Um, 
I don't know if they sell those at the drugstore, but I said, I said, yeah, Colin, if they have these at the drugstore, just pick yourself up about six. Well, I'm going back to the office on Monday and uh, I work for a hospital and there are two things that hospitals have that I can't find anywhere else. And that is those hospital socks that have grippies on the bottom. I love those. And those vomit sleeves. And I'm not one for throwing up. I haven't thrown up in years and years and years. But uh, if I get the chance, I'm taking those socks and I'm taking those vomit bags. (laughs) <laughs> right, right. If you have hardwood floors, yeah. you know, you, yeah. those, those hospital socks. Are oh, awesome. I have a collection of those going. I grab, <laughs> I stuff mm-hmm. my bag with them every time I'm there. Uh, and those warm blankets. Ooh, those are nice. Um, the next day, Andrew was very hungover. It sounds like he slept till about noon and had a lot of regret and guilt about his drinking. And I was reading an article not too long ago that, that talks about that's actually a that guilt reaction is a hormonal thing that happens when we drink too much. It's like a way, it's like a way to make us not do it anymore. Hmm. Hmm. Because I've experienced that too, just feeling so stupid and bad and like, I'm never going to do that again. And of course that lasts like a week. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Until the next time you start drinking whiskeys at two in the afternoon. (laughs) This is a great idea. (laughs) Forgot all that guilt I was feeling last week. Um, Kamarokev was also there, and it sounds like he and Luke went to another pub and a pizza place to get pizza and pizza rolls. So Luke is totally off his grind, and he is worrying that he lost his edge when it comes to pizza eating. He could not eat as much as he thought he could. It sounds like his eyes are now bigger than his stomach. I wonder if all this intermittent fasting has shrunk his stomach. That's, that's a good point. I hadn't thought of that. That'll happen when you diet. You suddenly can't handle mm-hmm. the volume you used to handle. Uh, so he, yeah, cause I lost a lot of weight when, when I was in a, a lot of pain with my feet and, uh, when I, it took me a while to get, get my appetite back and be able to eat like a normal size meal. Once I was feeling mm-hmm. better, it took like mm-hmm. months to get back, you know, the ability to eat a meal the size that yeah, you were eating like eat. a bird. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Um, so I wonder if that's For, happening. first from pain and then from just tiny stomach, you know? Um, They talk a little bit about the missile alert in Hawaii. I guess Rich and Linda, who are definitely real, were there, (laughs) and they thought they were going to die in paradise. And that sounds like that was a truly awful event. I've seen some people making fun of it, but that's not funny at all. People really thought they were dying. Yeah. Who wouldn't think you were dying? It was incredible. The the world we live in now? Yeah. 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 It was horrifying. Um, They do finally get to talking about maybe naming the show, the 24-hour show, and they talk about calling it the Over-Sharathon 10 Celebration, which is pretty good. But they don't go with that, ultimately. And then they just decide they're going to talk more about it tomorrow. And then they they mention that the lead singer of the Cranberries, uh, Dolores O'Riordan, had died that day. So that was the... And they go out with a Cranberry song. All right, Tuesday, 25.56, a buzz from the burb. Luke's at 187 pounds. Um, the guys are too stressed about the 24-hour show that they confess to not really wanting to do this particular show. And the quality of this show on Tuesday really did reflect their... Um, <laughs> yeah, they were really their... not into this. It was basically just a staff meeting more than <laughs> mm-hmm. a show. <laughs> about how stressed they were. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. <clears throat> Very unfocused staff meeting. Good point, Mike. Um, Luke said it's like wedding prep, uh, in that, um, you're very stressed out about it. Uh, but at a certain point you just got to let it go and it'll all be okay. 
at which point Andrew asked for Luke's hand in marriage, which Luke didn't really quite understand what he was doing. Um, we find out that Sean is going to be a part of it, David from the basement, Camaro Kev, Carrie, Veeves, Phyllis, and Jen would all be riding along. And I've been listening all day, and I, I've heard everyone except for Carrie. She was on last um, night. Not that she hasn't been on. Oh, she was on uh, yeah, last yeah. night. Okay, that's why I missed it. Because uh, the two-hour time difference, I was already asleep by the time the whole mm-hmm. thing started. So so it's, they made good on that, from what I've heard. Everyone everyone has all has been in the car. The last I heard, Veeves was there. They were in Discovery Park uh, bird-watching from the van on a very cold day, and all they had seen would, was one seagull, <laughs> <laughs> which is not, not a real... You know, quote unquote sighting. You know, in uh, in Seattle, a seagull. Yeah, all you have to do is have a Dick's French fry in your hand, and you can see <laughs> a thousand seagulls. Um, they announced that there's going to be a uh, 5 a.m. meetup at Green Lake for Luke's eagle soaring, and anyone who wants to show up uh, and and stand outside a van, where um, I guess at that point, Camaro, Cav, and David and uh, Andrew were going to be. Um, podcasting, <clears throat> and this led to a throw your phone moment from uh, LRB listener Fred. Um, he says the 10th anniversary show is being held at a venue the size of a phone booth, uh, meaning rebar. So, so as to possibly appease those who weren't able to get tickets, the boys are holding a meetup at Green Lake at 5 a.m. on a Sunday morning, <laughs> two plus hours before sunrise. In the middle of winter, with rain in the forecast, <laughs> was midnight to four a.m. already booked up? I honestly don't know how much longer I can take this. I got to tell you, Fred, I had the same yep. reaction when they're announcing this. I'm like, this is this is the opportunity. You're in that you're as as Fred said, the phone booth venue. So four people have tickets for that. So let's try to be inclusive. Let's try to meet our listeners. Okay, come out to Green Lake and slip in goose poop at five in the morning. Although I will say an impressive number of tens did show up at five this morning. I was listening through the night and tens are some hearty people. So they really, uh, it was amazing how many people actually turned up at 5 a.m. in that awful weather to hang out in that situation. (laughs) There are a lot of pictures of that on the Stens page. At this point, because it's Thunderdome there, you might have to keep, scroll back, and then after your finger cramps up, <laughs> use another finger and scroll back some more, and then maybe you can see those pictures of the hardy souls that, that braved it. I don't know who all uh, ran. I was listening a little bit because I woke up at about 5, and I listened from like 5 to 6.30. Um, I mean, their time or whatever, and... Uh, and I was listening. David, David just blew Luke off the line and, and took <laughs> off. And Luke, um, Luke was was he was still podcasting while he was running. And when David took off, he told Andrew to move the van so that when David came back, he would think that they had left without him. <laughs> but uh, Andrew didn't do that, so he's too nice. He won't do that. Um, Andrew mispronounces crullers he says crullers oh boy and then luke picks it up too he didn't correct him no no crullers come on guys we're better than that 
<sighs> Luke considers jumping in the lake to get clean after his run, um, which thankfully he didn't do, and I'm sure his urethra thanks him. <laughs> um, for not getting a UTI. Uh, and then he thinks he might uh, might shower at Jen's. And I don't know. Uh, Meredith, I don't know. Did you suggest that maybe he should? they should just go to Andrew since it's right there? I feel like everybody suggested that. I might have. I suggested body wipes. Yeah. You know, those are not yeah, unknown yeah. to people. So <laughs> Jumping in a filthy lake seems yeah. like the worst idea. No. I mean, you're gonna, that van would have really been yeah. bad. Um, luckily, he didn't do they that. They make this like deodorant wipes specifically for your armpits. I have them because I do hot yoga, and every once in a while, I want to go to the grocery store after class, and I'm disgusting. So I'll kind of do a little quick uh-huh. wipe down, um, just so I'm not offending everybody I walk by. And they work really well. Yeah, I use them all the time too. Yeah, totally. Because so. <laughs> I sweat a lot and I walk everywhere, and so mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. it's not such a uh, uh, weird technology <laughs> it definitely beats jumping in a lake that's for sure yeah i've uh i've had some stretches here where getting in and out of a shower is problematic so sometimes you know those using those instead of a shower it can do it can do so top story naming the event um after after andrew goes through all of not all of but all of the um posts that he got for naming the event and Luke gets to use a sound effect to say he liked or didn't like and they narrow things down but then they don't really narrow it down much um, and I'm starting to get mad because my suggestion was ignored um, they come up with TBTL 10th anniversary, which is fine but they went through a lot to get to not much well and they never really <laughs> decided they kind of decided not to decide so mm-hmm. to yeah. discuss that for so long on the show and then not make a decision that was kind of a throw your phone moment for me i would have to say <laughs> it was pretty unsatisfying yeah uh and we'll get to a throw your phone moment just in that vein mike in a minute um there's an uh email from Chris in New York uh, about broadcast stamina. He'd done a uh, radiothon before, and I, I thought he had some good points. Saving coffee for the home stretch, mm-hmm. definitely, yes, definitely. That's a break glass in, in case of emergency item when you're doing something like this, for sure. It, if if you're done, you know you got nothing left. That's when you break out the coffee. Don't start with the coffee or bring it in halfway. You got to be, it, it has to be getting you, it's the paddles. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, they were doing energy drinks, though, during the middle of the night with Camaro Kev. Which is so much worse than of coffee. <laughs> you just <laughs> Camaro Kev was the only one who was really drinking them, though, and he drinks those like, you know, he, he pops those. So, you know, I don't think it affects him at all. Uh, getting fresh air, eating well. They didn't end up doing that eating well they, they're hardly eating at all from what i'm hearing um and expect uh sometimes where you feel kind of high which is true when you do an all-nighter sometimes you feel mm-hmm. high everything's funny um all right uh luke talks about how he got caught by a fence when he was small his jacket got caught he didn't realize he could take his jacket off so he just went to sleep <laughs> that was cute 
<laughs> that was probably the redeeming moment mm -hmm. of the show. And then Luke apologized for the show. And to that, I will uh, do the uh, throw your phone moment, the, um, the second one for the day. It's from Tyler Lloyd. This will make me sound like a crank, probably because I am one, but I just listened to Tuesday's show and I don't think there was a single minute of actual content. Just an hour of discussion and hand-wringing about the upcoming anniversary show. I know this will put me on the outside of most tens' opinions on the matter. No, it doesn't. But honestly, the live shows uh, are some of my least favorite to listen to. That's a good point. A lot of people do make that point. Um, some of the live shows are um, the harder ones to listen to. There are a few good ones, though. So hopefully this will this will be a good one. Anyway, <clears throat> that's my digression. Um, and that's true about just about any of the podcasts I subscribe to. I know they're fun for those who attend in person and probably an important part of the revenue stream that makes podcasting a viable business. But the shows themselves usually have terrible audio quality and have segments that are only interesting for the live guests. Quizzes. That mm -hmm. uh, combined with the run-up <laughs> to such shows where nothing is discussed other than the upcoming plans make me a live show Grinch. I'd much rather have a week of regular programming, whatever that means. Oh, well, I keep listening and I keep donating, so there must be something there for me. I just have a hard time seeing that what that might be sometimes. Wow. Thank yeah, you, Tyler. I hear you. <laughs> yeah, Tuesday's show was yeah, really awful. <laughs> yeah. It was a rough go. It really was. Uh, but Wednesday's show actually did have some content. So it was show number 2557, Here Comes Old Fancy Pockets. They do start off talking about uh, being stressed for the live show, but they actually move on relatively quickly and talk about, Luke talks about having meditation apps on his iPhone, which leads to talk about phones in general and uh, a Samsung Galaxy commercial that airs roughly 20,000 times a day uh, <laughs> on pretty much every station. And in that commercial, there's a guy with a bezel-like haircut, which is supposed to make fun of the uh, iPhone 10. And uh, Luke wonders how they found that particular guy. Did he have that haircut or did they audition a bunch of people uh, and make them all get that haircut? And oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, they that's they pretty didn't crazy. make a bunch of people uh, no. have that haircut. But uh, Luke does talk. That also leads Luke to talk and tell about his uh, experience doing the Molson's beer commercial that he did many, many years ago and how they put just absurd amounts of uh, effort into the commercial in terms of costume and travel across the country and everything. And. Bezel, bezel haircuts. haircuts, yeah. <laughs> Freaky clothing. The mummy had his bezel yeah, going. Yeah, and and Luke points out that they did a temp version of the commercial uh, with some interns, and that was just as good as the version that he uh, ended up being in that took all that effort. And then that leads to talk about uh, the song Mr. Wendell which Luke and Andrew are both a fan of. So Luke went to a restaurant called Scotty Brown's, which he describes as a, a restaurant for people who wear pants with fancy pockets. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I knew exactly what he mean. There's a certain type of yeah, I think I know, person yeah. who wears uh, pants that always have very elaborate designs on the, the back pockets. And, and you could tell they're like three or $400 jeans. And, 
But the interesting thing, I looked up Scotty Brown's and it's not really that fancy of a place. It's actually a, a chain restaurant. So I th- yeah, really? yeah. I mean, it's a nice looking chain, but nothing super hipstery. So I mean, uh, it sounds like like a focus group, like what? Okay, we want to open a really douchey restaurant. Uh, what? What kind of a name should we have? Oh, Scotty Browns. <laughs> hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sounds... He's not a real yeah. person, but we'll pretend he is. <laughs> but uh, Luke points out that uh, David from the basement is not particularly impressed by the song Mr. Wendell, uh, <laughs> even though it is a, a good song. And so they actually... I like it. They play some of the song and it includes... The lyrics, uh, here, have a dollar. No, in fact, have two. Mm-hmm. And this leads to a lot of tip talk. Uh, Luke and Andrew both talk about uh, making sure that uh, people always see them when they're putting money in the tip jar. And uh, I can say that's something that routinely crosses my mind whenever I put money in the tip jar. Um And then Andrew tells a story where he went to a club recently and chatted with a bartender because he was wearing a Cleveland T-shirt. And then when later on, when the club got busy, he paid in cash and then realized that he didn't. The only uh, amount of money he had left was a five dollar bill, which he thought was too big to be a tip. So he ended up stiffing the bartender, even though the bartender was working really hard. And so he. This bothered me here because they'll gladly break it for you yeah. if you're giving them money. Yeah. Hey, could you break this and keep three or? Yeah, you ju- just say, the, can yes, I get a couple of I'll dollars back? <laughs> I can do that. It takes and me I two will, seconds. I will and I'll over, have, now I have I'll three dollars. Any day, as yes. opposed to not tipping at all. That's crazy. No wallet scowl. No. Don't yeah. Give me a wallet scowl. <laughs> yeah. So. I can't. I can't pay my bills with a wallet, Cal. So fuck you. <laughs> yeah, being a mime uh, is not as as good as. Uh, <laughs> oh, that was impressive. That was a good wallet, Cal. You should be in community theater at the very least. <laughs> well, and, and then Luke argues that karmically, hopefully, it will all even out. Luke says he doesn't always tip the valet because he's coming and going uh, a lot. That's wrong. Uh, That's wrong. And uh, Andrew says. Tip every time. Andrew says he didn't tip the newspaper delivery person uh, this year, even though they left him a note saying, oh, I'm moving on, <laughs> which was a pretty transparent plea for a, a, a tip. And uh, I would say if, if your service has been like 100% and you get that note, I think you should you yeah. should make an effort. I, I, I don't mean to pat myself on the back, but relevant to this story when i was at that hotel room with the cats uh last week uh the hotel was cat friendly and they gave me a disposable litter box and i put it in the bathroom but i didn't have a broom you know i didn't have a vacuum cleaner so they tracked litter all over the bathroom and i felt really bad about that and i also like i didn't know where to put the thing so i left it in the bathroom and I left housekeeping $10 and I wrote them a note and I said, I'm yeah. sorry, I don't know where to put this. I'm moving with cats. Thank you so much. And maybe that was a little over the top, but like they're dealing with something above and beyond. And I think they deserve a mm-hmm. little something extra for that. Yeah. Yeah. They, they are only expected to look after human <laughs> yeah. mess. And I would have cleaned it up if I could have. I mean, I did the best I could, 
but like what mm-hmm. can I do? So I just like I guess I'll throw money at this problem. <laughs> Hopefully they'll appreciate yep. it. Like when Camaro Kev puts a twenty on the toilet before he (laughs) (laughs) the i'm sorry tip Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah here you go and here's exactly what i'm sorry for it's you'll know right here uh oh i found i found uh scotty brown's there's one in bellevue and uh god bless bellevue my hometown i was born in seattle but i was raised in bellevue bellevue's different now it is land of the douche and if there's a scotty brown's there we know it's a douche. Uh, <laughs> That's our demographic. <laughs> yeah, where where are the most douches in in Washington? Well, Bellingham's pretty douchey. Uh, Bellevue for sure. Yeah, let's hit those two at the very least. Uh, today's top story is a man injures himself holding in a sneeze. He he causes throat injuries and has to actually go to the hospital. That is horrifying. Uh, which leads uh, Luke and Andrew to both admit that they have held in sneezes due to their... Why? <laughs> well... Have either of you ever? Uh, very rarely, uh, but there's on occasion. But yeah, for the most part, you sneeze into your elbow. It's not right. that big of a yeah. deal. But of course... It depends on where I am. Like, I think I've done it a few times, but it's I have zero problem sneezing. I don't sneeze all over people. I don't sneeze into my hand. Yeah. I'm a multiple sneezer. It's usually at least two. And I, I can't, you know, I mean, yes, you can hold it for a little bit, but to to suppress it once it's happening, that's that's crazy time. Duff was a scream, you gotta he let was it go. a scream sneezer. Um, yeah, mine, mine are pretty I, bad, I hated too. It. If, if I sneeze or vomit, it wakes up. He, well, he would sneeze. He's such a deep sleeper that he would sneeze in his sleep and not wake up. And oh, he no. would scream sneeze yeah, in his sleep, me. and it would scare me, and I would fall off <laughs> of the bed. <laughs> I've never heard of a, a sleep scream uh, sneezer. I'm sort of a scream else. sneezer. It was something else. That sounds terrifying. Um, yeah, it was. It's it's not a great way to be woken up in the middle of the night. So Sneezing actually feels pretty good mm-hmm. when you really let yeah, it go. Yeah, stifling your sneezes actually hurts, so I don't know why you would ever... You can uh-huh. feel that pressure building up in your head. It doesn't surprise me that it could injure you eventually. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not surprising that it feels good because it releases it releases mm-hmm. the pressure. You know? <laughs> well, and speaking of sneezing into your elbow, that uh, leads to a br- brief discussion of dabbing, and Andrew promises that he will never, ever <laughs> dab, so we can uh, stop worrying about that. Uh, <laughs> it's just pick up one of those long simian arms and just <laughs> dab right into this, this flannel elbow. Although just the fact that he brought that up means that we're now all picturing that in our heads. So yep. yeah, you're picturing, picturing his bearded <laughs> lips inside of his. He may as well have dabbed. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then we go to an excellent, uh, OPP. This, uh, this problem is from listener, Emily and her husband, James, they bought uh, two baseball caps from the Tampa Bay Rays and the Orioles. And after they didn't re- uh, arrive for a while, they started tracking the shipment and they realized they'd entered the wrong address for the baseball cap and, and shipped it to a neighbor by mistake. So Emily left a note at the neighbor's house to say, hey, if you got this package, it's ours. Uh, please give it back. <laughs> basically. And then 
they never got a package, but they did notice their neighbor wearing a Tampa Bay Rays hat. And so that led them to wonder, did the neighbor steal their package? Or is it just <laughs> a coincidence because it happens to be the hometown team? And Luke and Andrew are both wondering what they would do. Would they confront the neighbor? They don't know how close uh, <laughs> Emily and James are to this particular neighbor. If, it's going to be this hugely awkward situation or if they just let it go because it's just two baseball caps and well i have a i have a tease uh i was listening to the 24 hour athon vanathon or whatever um and they got an oh, update oh really there is an update to the story yes uh but i don't i won't spoil it because uh, this it was on you know one of the quote unquote shows they were producing so there there is an update and it's pretty that's good because I was worried given the two weeks of uh, shows that are going to be repurposed mm-hmm. this seemed like something that would just get uh, dropped by the wayside so I am very no the thread curious. gets picked up and they and and there are more developments excellent because uh, that is yeah. certainly a, an interesting dilemma to say the least so I'm glad there's. Hey, free hats! <laughs> Someone mailed us some hats, honey. Which one? Yeah, do you I have want? to say, if the neighbor would steal the caps and not uh, not uh, return them, I wouldn't think confronting the neighbor would be a particularly effective tactic. So, I think you just have to let them go. But I w- I'm very curious to get an update. So, uh, and then this leads. Uh, Luke, to relate a story from a Richard Scary book that he loved as a kid about a guy who had his pants, uh, a, a crime had been committed and a, a, a criminal had gotten his pants torn out. So the person looking for uh, him went around and said to a bunch of people, are you sitting on my hat? And uh, this went on for a while until finally the person's confronted some group of people and they said no we're all sitting on our own hats so it was a very odd joke i guess you could call it but luke <laughs> said stretch. yeah luke said he found that very very funny when he was a kid so that's uh the end of wednesday's show all right thursday twenty five fifty eight. i didn't write down the title for this one so um if y'all want to look it up while i am uh recapping here <clears throat> Luke is in Portland. Andrew has a mystery plumbing problem um, that is either his shower or his toilet leaking into the downstairs that he is going to refuse to let affect his sleep schedule. He's not going to let anyone in the house on Friday. Uh, so so the downstairs neighbor is just going to have to keep having uh, shit just fly through their <laughs> ceiling. Uh, while Andrew gets his sleep on. It's uh, the title of the show, thank you, is a dual kingdom situation. Um, speaking of the, the night sleep before the 24-hour show, Luke says he might avoid sleeping with Carrie because neither one of them seems to get their best sleep when they're in the same bed. I think uh, Luke often sleeps in, in the other room because of his snoring, and he actually gets disturbed by having another person in the bed. I think that's pretty common, but... Um, I don't know, like since, since Emily and I got this California King bed, um, I barely even notice she's there. Sometimes. Yeah. King bed <laughs> solves just... all those problems. I think 
<laughs> she's like in another county, <laughs> you know. If she's snoring, I can't even hear it, you know. So you can put a body pillow <clears throat> between you, and you still have plenty of room. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that might be a suggestion if they if they don't already have that. Um, uh, Andrew actually likes uh, having likes uh, sleeping in the same bed with Veeves and um, tells Luke to stop universalizing his experience because uh, Luke was like, oh, you, uh, everyone hates sleeping in a bed with someone. Well, no, some people like snuggling and some people like being close to someone when they, when they sleep. Everyone's different. So um, Andrew was right to stop him on that one and just say, "Not uh, no, you're not everyone. Uh, Luke makes a point about how it's really hard to sleep with kids, especially of a certain age. I know um, when I was married previously, we had a I had a stepdaughter who was when I knew her when I was her parent. She was between ages of like two and six, and uh, boy, yeah, talk about a starfish. <laughs> oh yeah, experience. <laughs> oh my God, that kid, you know, tiny kid would take up the whole bed and somehow be hitting you in the eye and kicking you in the nuts at the same time. <laughs> I had the same experience. I, I've shared a bed with my, my nephew several times, and I think the last time he was maybe five, and I was in a queen-size bed at my mom's house, and I, it was probably one of the worst nights of sleep of my life. And he's this little dude, yeah. and just on one side of the bed, but he managed to just like not ever stop moving and take up three-quarters of the bed. I'm like, how are you doing this? Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, my stepdaughter, her, her name was Meredith. And, um, when, when she, I mean, she didn't jump into bed with us a lot, but thank God. But, uh, she just, once she fell asleep, covers were gone, mm -hmm. you know, she would kick off everything and then she would be completely spread eagled on the bed as if there were like invisible ropes <laughs> attaching her limbs to each corner of the bed. So... So you can imagine when she gets in bed with with you and your spouse, she does the same thing, and so she she has kicked us both in the crotch and poked us both in the mm -hmm. eyes, and we're on the edge of the bed. So the best strategy is just turn your back and hope she doesn't kick you completely <laughs> off the bed. Um, no surprise, uh, Luke's uh, the housekeeping has arrived in Portland because he's <laughs> overstayed his welcome again. <laughs> Um, and they they uh, they decide that they're going to make their big announcement now. Um, they want to. They're doing a uh, show where um, they want to they want to have a nice entry point for people to get into TVTL. So they 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 are producing a best foot forward episode, and the um, and the point of it uh, is to. Uh, they 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 say it's not a contest because you get into a bunch of bullshit bunch of bullshit if you say it's a contest. But they will come do a podcast from your house if you're the person who like takes the most photographs of someone of a new person being introduced to to TBTL listening to that episode. So I think that uh, is ends up being Friday's episode, um, which is a short one anyway. <clears throat> um. There's some uh, there's some talk about uh, I don't even know if I've spelled this right. I never heard of this Dulos slaves, um, something something about athletes from the Bible and the psychology of the athlete. I 
I wasn't following any of this. I got Did lost. Either one of you? No, that it, was a new word to me, and I got lost too. He said his his uh, in high school, his Bible teacher was also teaching sports psychology, or his sports psychology teacher was also teaching the Bible, and there were a lot of very casual references to slaves and being of service. But now it's kind of weird to have such a random uh, use of, of slaves as being something that was not viewed as uh, negative. So, Right. I, I got the feeling, wasn't he kind of saying that like when you're a member of the basketball team, you are a servant of that team, you know, slash yeah, slave? Yeah, yeah. The kind of casual uh, sort of duty as being... Uh, equaled yeah. in slavery in, in some weird way. So, yeah, that's the kind of thing that got me got me transferred my senior <laughs> year because I wasn't I wasn't going to be I wasn't going to be a slave to that stupid coach at Interlake. Um, let's see. <laughs> There's talk of uh, door jam piercings. Um, I guess like in the in the um, tradition of using a door jam to pull your tooth you would use a door jam to violently give yourself a piercing what? i don't know um <laughs> top story the top story that they didn't really cover but um kids today are they're popping uh um laundry pods or dishwasher pods into their mouth i guess because they look they look colorful they look like something they're you might want to shiny and juicy and delicious looking yeah I've had that yeah. thought. I always wonder about that. Well, would you ever go into like a like a Dollar General or a, a bodega and they have this uh, cleaning product called Fabuloso? Oh, yeah. It looks delicious. And it looks delicious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it looks like Kool-Aid. Like I want to drink and it. red and beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's an attractive mm-hmm. nuisance. I don't know how Fabuloso <laughs> got approved. It's a good cleaning product too, by the way. It yeah, is? it is. Yeah, I never found out because I drank it all before. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Put it on the floor. Um, Andrew, uh, <laughs> Andrew expen- uh, extends the uh, post-Eagle soaring shower uh, welcome, finally, uh, that says, Luke, you can come to my house if you need to take a shower. Um, Luke talks about his hair is spun sugar with topic, so... You see, that that's made me think, how is he going to get to be looking his best if he doesn't clean up mm. before the live show? Because he's all worried about his weight, but what about that <laughs> hair, man? You can't have people... That's not just seeing hop out of a, a van after 24 hours uh, hair that he's got. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if he's going for a run. You gotta, you, it's going to be a mess. you gotta, you got to address that situation. Um, they talk about bathrooms, uh, bathroom situation during the thing. The only um, dilemma that I heard during the day today was David uh, from the basement really needed to pee, and there was really nowhere to pee, and the driver kept trying to find him like a construction porta potty, but they all had like zip tied or padlocked all of the construction porta potties. So I don't know if he ended up uh, making it or if he just had to pee out the side of the van i don't know but probably uh, we'll find out because it was part of a show probably just as a 10 was standing by the side of the road waving and got a good old look at david from the basement yeah yeah 
uh, Anne and Christy get big shout outs for their uh, help with all the clips and everything that was going to be used. And, and one of the shows did uh, feature Luke's Kingdom clip, um, which is referenced in the title of the show, which I didn't write down. Um, but but they did uh, they did replay Luke telling not only did, did they play the George Brett clip, but then they also included Luke telling his kingdom poop situation story during one of the shows today. There's an email from Dan about someone in uh, Italy who's the biggest pastrami advocate. Apparently Italians don't care about pastrami or they think it's dumb. Um, and Luke keeps saying that the person was an animal doctor. <laughs> like he says it like four times. If or only five there was times. a word for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh, um, let's see. Uh, the shorter shows are not indicative of shorter shows uh, happening in the future. I guess they're they're just trying to say like next week or after they get done with all of the. 24-hour shows, they expect to get back on track with some three-hour shows going on. And uh, Lauren's post is mentioned. I think the Lauren's post was um, for everyone to get in there and donate $10 for the 10th anniversary. So that Mm -hmm. was a nice thought on her part. Um, I This is a pet peeve of mine. When people say that something, when people are talking good about them or honoring them that they say it's humbling I don't know how that got started it's not humbling humbling is having your legs chopped off <laughs> humbling is 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 like someone saying you suck uh, <laughs> you're not being humbled you're it's being like honored it's like the opposite of being humbled <laughs> it pumps you up <laughs> yes I never I have never understood people saying something this is so humbling no, when something humbles you, you'll know it. <laughs> Believe me. You'll know when something humbles you. It's not this. It's not the Academy Award. That's not what's humbling you. No. No, that sex scandal's going to humble you, <laughs> Spacey. That's what humbling is. Losing your career and your family, that's humbling. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's super humbling. Now you know. Anyway, that was it for Thursday. All right. Friday, 2559, What the Hell is TBTL? This is the episode they've been talking about. This is the one that we need to show our family and friends. This is the intro to TBTL, and it is absolutely not representative of the rest of the show. <laughs> it's a trick. It's, it's a trap. It's a trap. Uh, they start out by saying that they're going to go through each of their dumb little inside jokes and explain all of them. And they explain three of them, and that's the end. <laughs> Cobro, Cobro of the show. Uh, I bought a balloon, but it doesn't mean I think I'm better than anyone. And Hodor, that's all they explain. Um, so I thought that was kind of delightful and indicative of TBTL, um, you know, saying they're going to do one thing and then doing the opposite. Uh, we did get a fun throw your phone from listener Ellen, and she said... If we tell our friends to listen to the special reasonably length recruitment show, how do we know they won't pull a wait, wait, don't tell me and do something questionable the very next show? Oh, Ellen, they're going to. They're going to play two weeks of questionable shows. (laughs) 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 Ellen was on fire. Yeah, she was. (laughs) And this is exactly what I was thinking this whole time. I was like, this next two weeks is going to be all 
chopped and screwed live shows of them being exhausted and weird in a van. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Is that going to pull in new listeners? <laughs> Literally the least yeah, the, representative you know, my, shows my ever. Point, my point remains. Like, when every time Luke appears on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, have a fucking sure shot in the chamber. <laughs> Come on now. Yeah, that's how so many people find the show. That's how I found it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just have, have one. I, I don't care what year it's from. You know, have one that is just a hook. Right yes. there. Get him. Um, Luke introduces himself. He gives his vitals. Uh, his, his, he talks a little bit about his favorite radio show um, when he was a kid, TalkNet with Bruce Williams, and about how much it influenced him um, as far as like his doing his banter at the beginning of the show and stuff like that. So that was kind of interesting. Well, I used to listen to that show, uh, and it was terrible. <laughs> I mean, I loved it, too, because it was on the radio, and I listened to anything that was on the radio. Ooh, boy, well, that kind of describes show. TBTL sometimes. Like it's terrible, but we love it. <laughs> we listen to it anyway. Yeah, but it's on the. It's on the. It's on. I'm listening because. And you don't have a choice because it's listening. on the radio. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. Andrew does not have anything prepared, and he is totally nervous about introducing himself. And so he just starts by talking about how grumpy and crotchety he is about his neighbors all the time. <laughs> and Luke's like, Do you, "Are you sure this is how you want to, uh, you know, put your foot forward for new listeners? Let's start over." And he becomes a surfer dude. He's the that's the coolest thing he can think of. Is somebody who goes surfing. So that's now Andrew. Um, they they decide that the best way to introduce themselves is to do a speed dating quiz. And so Luke pulls one up and asks Andrew why he's single. Andrew says, "I'm not." <laughs> good off to a good start. <laughs> um, and but then he he asks him what he does on weekends, and Andrew says that he's a power putterer. And I think that's pretty. That's a, that's a good summary of him. I mean, that's that's very much a part of his personality. He talks about tonight pants, um, which again, I think we all agree he he has he the didn't wrong bring idea. Up the four hour bathroom cleaning though. True. That's that's a power puttering move. A one a one toilet one sink bathroom that somehow takes four hours. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't spend that much time move. cleaning a bathroom if I took a nap for two hours. <laughs> I don't think I've spent that much time in the bathroom this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, the best part of this episode, as per usual, is the appearance of Susie B. Uh, she calls in and she talks to us about Luke being a little kid. Um, she gives us a synopsis of TBTL, even though she admits that she doesn't listen. <laughs> she does a pretty good job <laughs> summarizing it. Um, and we come up with this idea of her having her own podcast called Deal With It about saving money. And I would listen to that. No question. That would be a fantastic, fantastic podcast. It would be so good. <laughs> I would call in. <laughs> you, you call in with your various deal ideas and let Susie critique them. Yeah, and I bet take you and them Susie would have a lot level. to talk about. <laughs> yep. She she tells us her secret for getting uh, four free lattes at <laughs> IKEA. <laughs> Maybe mispronouncing things is is genetic in the Burbank clan. It's part of it. <laughs> Do they have lattes at IKEA? I, I have no idea. That. I've only ever had coffee there. Maybe she's talking about latkes. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what she's talking about? <laughs> and then we learn that uh, Walter Burbank is a broad church stealing pirate. He is stealing hey. episodes off the internet. There was a lot more talk about that on on one of the shows today. Um, 
he he torrents a lot of stuff like he he will if you see Walter and he knows you like a certain show he'll just he'll just hand you a a, a thumb drive you know just kind of like discreetly you know like a thumb drive I handshake love that. Like, you know <laughs> I had friends like that hey, in uh, 2005 I but I don't I don't really know anybody who does that anymore No it's very yeah. old school Um and then finally we get a phone call uh, from listener Jackie, she's disguising. That's not her real name. <laughs> she's so ashamed of what she's done. Um, she stopped at Taco Bell on the way home and had a couple of uh, crunchy uh, Taco Supremes, which is that's that's one of my go-to's as well. But I that's Emily's. Too. I always get yeah. the nacho cheese Dorito shell. Oh, you oh, get those. Yeah. Oh, she's never had those. I've had one of those. But how do you how do you handle the? Um the dust situation. Um, so I am those. a mother who doesn't have any children. I have um, wet wipes in my car, in my purse, uh, you know, in every little yeah. tucked away cubby that I can. So I am totally covered. I have napkins everywhere. I have wet wipes. I have okay. hand sanitizer. Um, you know, definitely open the windows and air that out and then throw the garbage away somewhere that isn't your home trash. Um, well, you know, yeah, I've, I've just, what I totally do that because I have my shame Arby's deal mm-hmm. going and then i have i have certain gas stations where they take care of the trash regularly and i can pull up right next to the trash and roll down my window and just there are some tra- in texas they were really good about this they were um sometimes they would put trash cans in the medians of the road so while you're waiting at the uh-huh. stoplight you can pull up and throw your trash in there <laughs> and that was the perfect escape because you didn't even have to make a special and by trash we mean yes. shame. <laughs> throw your shame in the trash and you didn't even have to make a special stop it's just on your way home so I've definitely yeah. done that plenty of times. So that was the week of TBTL. Mike, do you want to take us into housekeeping? All right. Um, please buy some stuff from us. No one's given us any uh, jam money uh, lately, so we are relying on merchandise help. I hope that uh, our crew is representing with some merchandise at the oh, event I'm sure today. They are. Yeah. I hope they have some samples or at least are wearing some of the stuff because um, I think like everyone has merchandise, right? But our stuff is good. It's it really is. good. Yeah. I'm still wearing my RAR sweatshirt right now. Mike, yeah, I got my of? RAR t-shirt, which I wear regularly, and it's very clever and stylish. So definitely buy some gear. And the RAR is, uh, the RAR design is all of the drops. It's RAR written out in all the drops. And I've washed this thing many, many times. And I am a pretty hard uh, on the stuff when I wash it. I've washed it hot water <laughs> with uh, six or seven detergent pods, the ones I haven't eaten. <laughs> and uh, nothing fading so far. So get our mm-hmm. stuff uh, from us. The Ar- Archive Project um always need more help they're always producing more content even if it's like tuesday's content um and there's really no content there's always another show coming out and we always need more help with the archive project contact christy for that buy stuff uh from amazon through our link at littleredbandwagon.com slash amazon earbuds and earworms this week mm, this show is uh give us a song that proves that you have the best taste in music uh I did not send in a song this week because I'm already confident. I don't need any confirmation from anyone to know that I have the best taste in music. Uh, So that's uh, that's it for housekeeping. How to get involved. 
as uh, somebody who's now guested on the show several times, I can say it's a lot of fun to be part of the Little Ben Red bandwagon community, even if you can't pronounce it correctly. Uh, and uh, so you can get involved at littleredbandwagon.com. And of course, share your uh, throw your phone moments at throwyourphone.com or your hug your phone moments, even though those have been a little few and far between uh, in the run up to the 24 hour show. Uh, like our page on Facebook and the show Twitter is at LRB podcast. You can email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com and uh, voicemail or text us at 802-432-TBTL. That's 802-432-8285. And uh, that is the show for this week. Until next time, this is the next party. We love you, Jen, and I hope you're having a good time tonight. Nailed it. <laughs>